یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 18 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan! Uh, Karan, we are on episode 18. Unfortunately, there is not too many good number 18s in the NBA. So we are like Mike Miller episode number, Mike Miller episode number, Omri Caspi. <laughs> so, it's not, not, not a good thing, but, uh, but we're back we after a long break. Yes, we are. We are. It's been a long time since, since we heard uh, the, the immortal words of Ritik Roshan. Yes. That begin our podcast. That begin every episode of, of a podcast. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, Karan, uh, wh- where are you at the moment? And why do we hear some um, music and some them chirping and, and whatnot? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm going to pre-apologize to all, all our listeners today. It's been a real hustle for me to get 3G or Wi-Fi to come and record this. Uh, I'm, I live up in Masuri and, you know, up in the mountains, the, the internet, the phone line is all very inconsistent. So... It all failed today. So if you guys hear some uh, slow jams in the background or uh, crying children or honking horns or, you know, monkeys in heat, just it's that, that's it's natural that we are coming to you live and raw and unedited. Yes, that's right. Uh, and to give, to give a perspective of where we are today, it is the 11th of October, which means NBA season is not too far away. Oh, just two or three weeks more, man. Yeah. Almost there. We're almost there. Absolutely. It's now pre-season mode where every team looks like they're going to win the title. Every every new player looks like, oh, man, he's going to have a good season. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's healthy. Yeah. Everyone's happy. It's the best time of the year. <laughs> yes, optimism is through the roof. When when fans like yourself and myself, uh, fans of New York Knicks and Lakers are, are excited about things, I think uh, these, these times are to be cherished. <laughs> I'm not that excited as a Knicks fan, so I'm, I'm already... <laughs> I've learned to keep my expectations low, so if we make the playoffs, I'll consider it a big win. That is... Uh, that's, that's pretty sad. Even in optimism <laughs> mode, you're, you're like this. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the NBA when... when the season starts but this is going to be a distinctly indian flavored podcast distinctly also a masuri flavored podcast but i think we'll save that for a later not spoil it um, but before that current there's this a hell of a lot that happened in the last uh, the last what two weeks since we last recorded um, so what what is your take on india's performance in the fiba asia let's start with that because that's where we left off the previous episode Well, yeah, so um, if you guys have been paying attention, the biggest Asian tournament just took place, um, Asian basketball tournament. India played in the FIBA Asia basketball tournament in Changsha in China. And surprise, surprise, we did actually really well. We ended up in the quarterfinals for the first time in 12 years, finished eighth, which is the highest seeding since 2003. Um, and Amjot Singh, of course... Hashtag uh, Mancrush. Uh, hashtag Mancrush, hashtag Indian Kobe. Yes. He... is a beast and is becoming one of the best players in Asia. And I'm, I, I'm not saying that lightly. I, I stand by that statement. I think he's become a top seven or eight player in the continent, I think, the way he's played in this tournament. Um, so he was, he was awesome for us. And Amjot had some beastly, game. he ended, some beastly games. He ended up as the fourth leading scorer in the tournament. Um, he was top 10, I think, in rebounding. Top two or three in minutes played per game. So it's... He was, he was just a beast all tournament. And uh, his performance against Palestine, the surprise win for us. I think he had 32 and 12 in that game and had some very clutch moments. That really is the game that got us into the quarterfinals. Because otherwise, we were basically beating the teams we were supposed to beat and lo- losing to the teams we were supposed to lose to. That's right. So it's, it's, it's games like those that make a big difference. Absolutely. I, I thought that it was pretty amazing for India to show that, um, that amount of professionalism that they have in the team without the coach... Uh, because everybody that we follow on social media who covers this all of them were like man if this team had uh, coach scott fleming if this team was yep. if this team had the right preparation because i think uh, from a talent level in terms of what we can put on the court this has been this has been better than where we've been in the last 10 years or so and i think the results are kind of showing that as well and i'm just well, uh, um, yeah go for it 
I'm sorry. Uh, I actually feel we could have done even better. We could have finished seventh or sixth if we actually had the depth yes. required in the team. Yes. So, uh, you know, last year we beat China, as everyone famously knows, at the FIBA Asia Cup. And five of those guys who were, you know, kind of important rotation players, Pratham Singh, Joginder Singh, Prasanna Venkatesh, Rikin Pithani, and Narendra Greval did not play this year. So, our big three, which was Amjot, Amritpal and Vishesh, had to play major minutes. All of them played about over 36 minutes per game. And I think that's what eventually became our undoing towards we lost the last three games because mm-hmm. these guys can only play so much. It it really bored them down to carry the load. Uh, the rest of the team was relatively younger and inexperienced. Right. So so India kind of paid the price of of not having the depth that we required and over-relying on our big three. Uh, this You mentioned that these five players, these important players didn't play. Can't we because of the whole BFI mess? Is it correct? <laughs> hmm. hmm. Well, with the smoke, this fire, and uh, of course, the, the fire behind all the smoke is that once again, uh, the, the, the political infighting be, be, between the BFI, BFI's two contingents, has caused this. Mm-hmm. Um, while the, the Govindraj faction, which is works out of uh, Bangalore, your hometown, yes. is the one that's actually in charge and you know legally supposed supposedly doing the right thing uh, although all the legal lines are blurred right now um, uh, and the other side has the political connections the BJP connections because of um, Mrs. Poonam Pamahajan who is the secretary of the other contingent of BFI and because of their connections the Indian government is actually pressuring um, uh, these or, or sort of favoring one side over the other I would say bravely enough <laughs> Um, so I, th- and I mean, I've heard rumors that I have no, you know, proof of this, but the, uh, the other side is accusing one side of basically pressuring some of these players not to play for India. So really at, at the end of all this bullshit, which I don't really want to choose sides in either one is the players who suffer and it, it sucks. India suffers, the players suffer. It's it just hurtful for Indian basketball. That is, that is absolutely true. So when you put out the blog post with the squad names, couple of things that really, really surprised me was the fact that they were two players. Wow, that's uh, we've got a werewolf in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a stray dog. <laughs> it sounds so much uh, cooler when we say werewolf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting getting back to the topic. So I saw a couple of names that I instantly recognized. These were guys that I saw, or I I have actually played with these guys. Um, Arvind and Rajesh, I think, are the two guys who. Played from Kerala. I'm sorry. Oh, Rajesh, Raj, Rajesh Upar yes. and uh, Arvind Arinamogalam. Uh, I cannot say his last name. That's that's terrible. <laughs> that's. <laughs> it's it's it, called me racist North Indian. I guess that's all. That that's my only defense. <laughs> yeah. So uh, those two guys. I I think. I mean, honestly, I think they are Karnataka's two best players. But I really don't think they are good enough to be in the top twelve of the country. So I I figured there's something going on, and you. Um, possibly, we're not confirming this, but possibly linking those five players missing to um, to the whole BFI mess might be might be something. But um, well, I think Arvind is a Arvind is a pretty good player, and sooner or later he was going to make the national team. So in a way, guys like him will you know because some of the competition has been cut down. You know, there's always some silver lining, and I think. This this was valuable experience for him to make this tournament. So yeah. Well, anyways, um, so FIBA FIBA has sent a letter to the Indian Olympic Association again to to resolve this issue. FIBA's actually the Secretary General Patrick Bowman sent sent a letter signed by personally signed. So you know the Indian problem has touched a nerve because obviously no one wants to see uh, an unfinished team make the tournament. It really when it hurts the players. Is when it becomes a real issue. The politicians can fight among themselves all they want, but they are not the ones going out and playing and and basically working all their lives to have India on their jerseys and you know living that dream. So absolutely, absolutely, it's a pity. Absolutely, we just have one more event to uh, to cover in in amongst what happened in these past two weeks. And uh, Karan, what's been happening in Ljubljana? Uh, just finished in Ludhiana, the Junior Nationals, India's Under-18 uh, National Championship. And uh, Tamil Nadu boys won it. And Chhattisgarh girls finished uh, three-peat. So they won three times in a row. Chhattisgarh girls basically win almost everything now in India. So congrats to uh, both those teams. 
and I'm looking forward to you know some of these young players becoming a major part of India's national system over the years. Yep, it is the under 18 tournament of India, unofficially the under 21 because everybody cheats. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, the other news is that Satnam Singh was present at this tournament, giving away awards. Wow, uh, which was a pleasant surprise. I only found out when I saw the photographs. So, That's well, the tournament happened in, in Ludhiana, basically the court where he honed his game at the Guru Nanak Stadium of the Ludhiana Basketball Academy. Mm-hmm. So, I think it was nice of him to come back and uh, kind of encourage. I was going to say these young players, but they were pretty much the same age as him. He's 19. Yes, that's right. I was just going to say, shouldn't he be in training camp with the Mavs or something? Uh, he should be in training camp with the Texas Legends, but we'll see what happens. I, I, I don't want to comment either way because <laughs> I have no news on, on what's happening. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so, that that um, tournament is a, it's a pretty big thing because uh, I want to give a shout-out to my coach who was part of the Karnataka team contingent there. And I think the women's team, oh, sorry, should I say the girls' team because it's under 18? The girls' team actually finished second. So, shout out to Karnataka. They finished second. Yeah. And not only did they finish second, they actually had a, I think, a 13-point lead over Chhattisgarh in the final quarter. And, like, it was going to be, they were headed to a very surprise victory, but Chhattisgarh just dominated the fourth. They went on a 29-8 run. Ria Verma of Chhattisgarh, who was the MVP of the tournament, hit five threes in the, in the fourth quarter alone. So, um, Wow. Yeah, so Karnataka kind of choked it away in the end, but you know they got pretty far. Yeah, way to ruin my shout out, Karan. <laughs> <laughs> it was it, it was it was kind of a compliment too, you know, like to find yourself up thirteen on Chhattisgarh. Yeah, that's good true. for them. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And and I can I can I don't know as much as I can confirm. I think that Karnataka at least tries to send under eighteen kids. So <laughs> I'm gonna take some moral high ground there. <laughs> We'll, we'll just assume everyone is right until... We'll just assume everyone is innocent until proven guilty. Yes, that's absolutely right. Um, so that that should cover uh, the roundup of news or basketball news. It, that's, it's an exciting past couple of weeks that we've been through. But uh, this podcast is always about a special guest. And this podcast is about uh, us trying to talk to somebody who is in some weird way connected to basketball in India. And Karan, why don't you go ahead and introduce this week's guest to us? Yes, I'm pretty excited about the guest this week. Um, before I introduce him, you know, one of the common things that uh, you and I talk about or any fan of basketball or pretty much any other sport in India except cricket talks about is cricket because <laughs> India sort of cricket versus everything else. So we decided to get you a cricket expert for this podcast. Uh, the guy we're going to talk to today, his name is Jamie Alter. Uh, I, I actually feel wrong calling him only a cricket expert. because The guy we're going to talk to today is the sports editor for Times of India Digital. And and Jamie Alter has basically worked for a lot of different uh, cricket portals. He's worked, he's edited and written for Crick Info, All Sports Magazine, Network 18. I think he worked for cricketnext.com, IBN Live, Go Cricket. The guy is, you know, he's, he's one of the, I, I would have said up and coming, well-known cricket journalists, but he's actually there. He's one of the best cricket journalists in India. He's even written a couple of books. He wrote the history of the World Cup the Cricket World Cup, and he wrote a book about uh, Dr. D.Y. Patel Sports Stadium as well. So, he is quite an expert in India's most popular sport, and of course, because of his uh, experience working with, you know, all sports and now with Times of India Digital, he has his, you know, his fingers in all different sports, sporting pies in the country. So, he'll be a good guide for us to discuss and find out about how cricket relates to every other sport in India. And we will try not to uh, basically sound like the, the angry little boys <laughs> shouting at the at the big bully. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And um, I don't know if you guys caught uh, our, our episode a couple of episodes ago when we spoke to Vasa Kulkarni. But I think Karan got a little jealous that uh, I got one of, <laughs> one of my schoolmates in the podcast. So he's gone ahead and brought Jamie, who happens to be um, your schoolmate as well, right? Yeah, 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 I'm very excited. Jamie was actually one of my brother's closest friends in, in, in my school in Missouri. So, um, so b- because of our connection, both of us being in the sports uh, journalism kind of uh, business, I, I, I may be closer to him now than my brother is even. So, <laughs> it'd be cool to finally have him on this podcast and, and just talk about everything. Let's get straight to it then. How are you doing? Yeah, How's, uh, I'm doing good, man. Where are you right now? I'm in uh, Noida. Okay. Um, working for the Times of India as their as a sports editor for online. So 
Okay. I've been doing that for about six months now. Okay. So, so gone from doing uh, specifically cricket to doing everything under the sun. Okay. Um, and, apart and how- from apart from the rugby world cup, to be honest, but uh, <laughs> yeah, because there's no market for that here at all. Well, what about the American football ge- uh, stuff in India? Speaking of no market for that, <laughs> it's it's tough, man. Because you know, with when it comes to the American sports, the audience. Keep in mind, when I say audience, I'm talking about jo dikta hai, wo dikta hai type audience, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You you can have X number of fans who watch it, no, but until until the the money bag see big big investment opportunities, any American sport is going to be a, a distant, let's say third to cricket, and then like football. Even football, you talk about soccer, football. You're talking about the English Premier League. Mm-hmm, All the other mm-hmm. leagues, they they the numbers just do not add up. Mm-hmm. The following for EPL is huge. You guys obviously know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think if you were, if you were to pick one American sport to to try and, I mean, I would still say basketball just because it is played in the schools. Yep. NFL, forget about it. <laughs> Softball slash baseball. I know apparently Maharashtra has a pretty good team, but again, the standard would be so low until you get these sports in the schools and the universities, mm-hmm. even at, at the club level. You know how it is. It's going to be a long way. Yeah, um, I'm not. Well, I'm that's not my very simplistic take on it. I'm not surprised that Maharashtra is good at baseball because the cricket competition is just so crazy. That like their C team would just make their A team in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and also see you, you again coming from from a from a strictly cricket background. A team like Mumbai has been good because it has still it still had until probably the 80s the system put in place by the Brits, right? Yeah. And you follow it. So now you compare that to a team like Delhi, where like the DDCA has been a joke now for decades because they try to do things on their own, you know, and it just doesn't work. So um, Mumbai, Maharashtra, these kind of teams, uh, be it, even in athletics, a, a lot of the good athletes they come from Maharashtra. I won't say Mumbai specifically, mm-hmm. but you know, Pune has got a pretty good setup. Um, so yeah, it just depends where your infrastructure is good. That's 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 where you got a better chance of getting players coming out from. Um, but yeah. Jamie, you said that you know you're coming from a cricketing background. Yeah. Let me let me just like question and doubt you in that. You went to Woodstock for all your life, which is a basketball haven. So there's more. Anyways, you finish. And let, me finish. Uh, let me finish. Let me finish. Go on. Go on. Go on. <laughs> How like and you know like for me naturally it became like I walked down yeah. from school I play ball. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah. how did you manage to? sift through all the basketball distractions and become a cricket fan in Woodstock. See, keep in mind, going back even before Woodstock, <laughs> see, Woodstock, I went there in three different phases. So, that you got you to gotta also filter in that. I, having the whole uh, American background as well, though, though I'm like four generations removed from all that, <laughs> you still, like growing up, you still heard about Bird and Johnson. So, <laughs> it was, this kind of talk was around the house. I had to get beyond that, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> then I had to get beyond Woodstock. Then I spent about five years at the American School of of of, of Bombay, mm-hmm. which at a time when even if you if, even if you follow cricket, you dare didn't say it. <laughs> there were two of us. There was there was an Indian guy born in Australia, and there were me. We were like the only guys who knew who Sachin Tendulkar was, right? <laughs> if we even mentioned you know talking about bats and balls, you know it was just like you know like middle school, grade six, seven, eight, you know when all you when everyone's playing basketball and softball and volleyball and, and soccer. If you said like how is that or LBW, you were just gonna get it. So you had to really suppress all that. So despite all that, you know, <laughs> I stuck through with it. But to be fair, I did not actually get into cricket hardcore until the '96 World Cup. Yep, that is also my first memory of the cricket World Cup. Um, yeah. To be to be honest, I, I think... was. I mean, yeah. yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Now I'm saying. Now keep in mind that I'm a little older. So by the time the World Cup came around, I was already 15. So to not get into cricket hardcore by the age of 15, yeah, that's India, pretty rare. Yeah, it's yeah. rare. It's I, mean, yeah. I knew I knew what it was. I knew the players, but it wasn't like my number one thing. I was still more into baseball, to be to be honest. Um, but you know, going back going back to Woodstock in grade nine, at the age of 15, 16, that's when it really kicked in. And you know, there's been no looking back since then. So that well, may answer your question. It may not, but it yeah. it was the exact opposite with me actually. I was uh, I, I was like a huge cricket fan. From '92 World Cup onwards, you know, yeah, I used, yeah. I used to make scrapbooks. Like I used to cut off, uh, 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 you know, photos from Sports Star magazine. I think we've all been down that road at some stage. <laughs> like basically cut off and then and then create my own magazines of cricket. Yeah, yeah. And oh, and, and that was, I still have those. I looked through it and it was just. I mean, we were all Sachin fans as if yeah, like, yeah, yeah. nothing else existed. And one of, of my earliest memories was that I actually sent a postcard to Sachin. 
and my <laughs> and my yeah, I said I was like I don't know this was when you know he was 16 or 17 when he had yeah, just yeah, yeah. broken through yeah. and and my mom wrote back as such in <laughs> and, and I believed it, and I'm like, it basically, oh my, I don't know for how long I believed that, but I was like the happiest kid ever. Awesome! <laughs> this, is, this is a great story. <laughs> and you haven't, you haven't had a chance to meet him at Chardukan? I, I have, you know, it's funny. He's so he's at Chardukan again. Koshik Chardukan is a place near my house and near Jamie's house in Masuri. Um, it's it's like a dhaba place where it's actually like right around the corner from where you live now, right? It's 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 about a ten minute walk down yeah, from where yeah, I live, yeah, yeah. and 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 Sachin shows up like a, once or twice a year to just chill there and have ban omelets or something. So wow, uh, I actually have never run into him. I'm never here when when he's in town, but one of these days. Yeah, he he's there a lot, so who knows? You might you might get the chance. So. Yeah, yeah, you ask me ask him for a real letter this time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so um, this this topic is uh, this podcast is primarily basketball based, Jamie. But yeah, since yeah. since uh, you're here <laughs> and we're talking about cricket, so we decided to turn this uh, into a cricket versus everything else podcast. Um, normally we follow a different kind of pattern, but you know we we tune mm-hmm. our episode to based on our guest. So you're gonna get a chance to talk a lot about cricket, and you're gonna get a chance to talk everything not cricket as well. And we'd love to hear both sides of the story. So. I, sure, sure. Um, the first thing I want to ask you is, um, why do A, you like cricket so much and B, why do you think India likes cricket so much? <laughs> why do I like cricket? Probably because India likes cricket uh, <laughs> at a very at a very basic level, that's it. Um, no, I think in my case, it's, it's just about sort of, you know, what you think that you can aspire to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you never get there in the end is a different story, but um, it's sort of... I mean, like I tried soccer. I wasn't very good. I tried hockey. wasn't very good. I was, uh, I was so-so at, at baseball. Um, but like I said, around 15, 16 at a time when the World Cup was going on, it was pretty hard to, you know, to to be in a dorm like 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 Ridgewood, where I'm coming from, and just not get sucked into what's going on. Because everyone from, you know, from the students to the to, to like the dorm parents to the staff, everyone's into it. But we could um, watch one thing. Like we had, we, it's not like we had an option of television. It was just oh yeah, what's yeah, yeah. on? Just, you watch, you watch the same thing, thing you know? together. So yeah. if, if, if you're not going to watch, you know, watch watch the X Files or, or the Wonder Years, <laughs> whatever it was back then, you and plus the blooming game was going on for like six seven hours. So you know, yeah. so it was a way to it was just a way to you know, um, just to get involved and sort of sort of be be accepted. Um, and the more you start watching it, then you know, like if there's a break, or the game's over, you go outside. You, if, if you have a bat and a ball, you play. If you don't, you make do with like a TT ball and a, and a stump, you know. <laughs> so for me, like I said, I, I knew the game existed. I watched it. I followed it. But not until 1995, 96 was when I sort of dived into it, you know, um, head first. Um, so that was why I got into it. Uh, why India likes it. I mean, isn't it true that you, you, you sort of follow the team and the sport, which which does well yeah. mm-hmm. um, when, you do, when you don't have a, lot, have a lot of things to look up to. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And that sense, I think, I think the 1983 World Cup yeah, yeah. Um, was, was huge because you, that, that, uh, that Kapil Dev's team beating the West Indies, you know, that West Indies back-to-back World Cup winners mm-hmm. in 1983 at Lourdes, you know, far away from India on mm-hmm. different tracks. That could rank, you know, um, as one of the sports. I mean, all sports. All sports, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, you look back now, you're like, yeah, you know, maybe not that big a deal. But in 1983, that was huge, um, and that sort of changed the way the fans and you know, sort of looked looked, looked at cricket. You know, here, you know, it, it wasn't a bunch of jokers being beaten, you know, time and time and again. Um, so, so if you ask me honestly, I think that sort of changed the way um, cricket became popular and. There's no looking back since then. Well, well, Jamie and uh, you would agree that 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 also happened when with the advent of television becoming big. So it was of course, the perfect of timing that just as people were getting their first TV sets, of course, they're watching India win this. Of course, this year. And I mean, I think if it's I'm... it's one of the biggest turning points in like it it changed world sporting history because it did. The monster was born in Indian cricket. Fandom. And 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 four years later, the World Cup that was supposed to be held in England. Got rested from the powers that be and was hosted in India. Um, and after '87, you had you had '96. Um, so yeah, you're right. Uh, the advent of television and also India's growing force post 1991 was also a huge factor. Um, we, we spoke about Sachin a few minutes ago. He could be the also the great example of uh, of a sporting superstar 
being a beneficiary of India's stance post-1991, you know, when, when the markets opened up, you, you had trade boom. You had a guy, he's, he's basically like a, a celebrity made for TV, made from TV as well, you know. Um, Absolutely. Well, I, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I also think that to add to what you guys mentioned about India actually winning something and the television coming in and so on, I also tie that moment to that's when the tide shifted from India, you know, being good at hockey to sucking at hockey and finally we Ex- have exactly exactly we have another if you look sport. at the time frame for hockey sorry if you look at the time frame of hockey doing well it was when the hockey team started to, to go down um be it for you know the changing style of game or the european speed come you know whatever factor it was hockey going down india's cricket rise came at the same time as well so exactly like you said there are there are parallels to be drawn there as well um, how many other teams, how many other sports did India really do well in before the 1983 World Cup? Yeah, and, and, Hockey, that's it. That's right. And how many P do we do in do well in right now? <laughs> Cricket, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. You have a few, I mean, you, obviously you have a few individual superstars, you know, yeah. in wrestling and boxing and, and in badminton. But collectively, when it comes to a sport capturing the nation's... Uh, you know the whole mindset of a, of a country. You there really there is nothing after cricket, be it for good or worse. Um, so yeah. Right. Well, Jamie, Jamie, um, like continuing on what you're saying, right? Of course. Mm. So what do you think apart from the fact that okay, so Indian cricket got success at, at the right time, right? But why has ever since then um, nothing else caught up? Like, what do you think cricket is doing right that everyone else is doing wrong? And what can other sports learn from cricket? At the risk of making it sound really simple, I think it's two things. Like I said, there's a, there's a famous marketing phrase, Jyot Diktai Wo Diktai, right? Um, so whatever whatever invades the airwaves, what, whatever is plastered everywhere, that's what the audience is naturally drawn to. How do you do that? You obviously have to be good at good at a certain level, right? No one's going to back a system which which is not working. The, the cricket team and cricket players doing very well obviously uh, attracted sponsors, Right. The duration of a one-day match is, what, eight hours? Yep. How many ads can you pack into an eight-hour game? A yeah. lot, right? It's an ad, ad why after does, every why, over, exactly. double why ad will, after. Why, why will test cricket still do well in India? Because you can get five days of ads into it, right? That's right. So that's, that's one thing. From, from, from a marketing sense, cricket was very easy to sell. There's no... The team can... Can lose horribly, can lose in World Cups. You know, Tedulkar can go, Dravis can go, XYZ can go, Dhoni can come and go. But the game is still going to do well because of the basics that the marketing gurus have been able to spin off with. Okay. That's one thing. Second of all, you need people. You know, you, you can love a guy like Modi, you can hate a guy like Modi. I'm talking about uh, Lalit Modi. He knew how to make something <laughs> work. Okay. The guy might be a total jackass in, in certain <laughs> ways. But I frankly wouldn't mind another Lalit Modi taking over hockey, taking over tennis, taking over football, taking over basketball. Because you need that kind of vision, that kind of dynamic personality who says, you know, boss, balls, I'm going to make this work. There may very very well be guys like that in other, you know, in other state associations with money. But they, for some reason, they've not been able to crack the market. I think in that sense, the Hockey India League is going to be the next big thing. More than more than the ISL, more than the more than the Pro Kabaddi League, because audience can still connect to a hockey match. Okay. I just want to remind everyone there's a Pro Kabaddi League. Okay, moving on. Which actually, which actually did pretty well. Which does um, pretty well. I know, I know, I know the I know the first season did well, but the fact that I mean, this is all basing on things things that I've heard. I don't have the cold hard numbers, but the soft it it's it skipped the sophomore slump. Um, mm-hmm. Which is what now uh, Hockey India League is, is has done as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so just getting back on track, um, I think you still need people who are able to drive the sport forward. Um, I there's a Mr. Malhotra. I don't know his first name. He's apparently been in charge of the archery thing for like 40 years. Okay, um, in 40 years, if if you haven't given a certain sport or a certain dis- discipline a facelift, um, you fail. Right. Yep. Yeah. So pretty much. You need like the the good thing is you, you got a company like Hero Motorcore is now coming and putting in in money. Fantastic. 
let's say the money goes away is do the other boards and other you know do they have somebody who can get it back cricket has it it, it had a jagmohan dalmia it had a lalit modi it had a shrinivasan all of a sudden these guys might be total crooks in some regards but they know how to make money for their sport and that i think is what is lacking in other sports in india well in india it's okay to have crooks as long as they get the job done but the problem is when you're crooks and you don't do anything which is most which of is, the other yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> which is unfortunately um, the case with basketball right which now which is the case <laughs> and it's extremely sad i mean you know I, i like cricket but you know it's really sad to see that it's the country is still dominated by one sport um i hope that india is able to host more non cricket world cup events um because if we don't ever get there as a sporting nation at least we can be able to host things you know um mm-hmm. and that in turn may have a good effect on the whole system i don't know that's my hope though yeah uh jamie nba commissioner david stern did a big deal in trying to push basketball in an nba in india because he obviously sees, yeah, yeah. he sees the same um the you know the rupees like all these other visionaries and marketing people did um, he yep. he seems to think that the ipl model which is now copied by everybody copied to death there's a celebrity cricket league there is a there's every, i know there's <laughs> there's there's all sorts of stuff so he seems to think that it can work for for nba yeah. and basketball in india as well but we still yeah. like karan mentioned don't have a professional league there is a bloody kabaddi league there is no basketball league <laughs> yeah <laughs> what yeah. what are, yeah. what are your thoughts on uh, how you know this foreign money or at least interest in foreign money from in, from the nba coming in for basketball in india well, how do you see that entire situation played out consider sorry before jamie you answer yeah, kaushik yeah. i just want to add the nba is not actually spending any money or or not much money in india the, that's the, exactly what i was going to ask you yeah, guys the money comes from img reliance the nba yeah. uh, gets sponsors to basically sponsor their amateur events that's but yeah right. david, the former commissioner david stern showed interest in sure. sort of copying the model of the ipl right in fact i mean if i can ask you guys since you guys are the basketball experts what what do you think the nba actually sees from india is it looking just to um get an audience or does it actually have a 5 year or a 10 year plan for indian basketball honestly um, i don't think that they have the latter at all or th- nor do they want to because that's not of monetary <laughs> value to them they exactly. just want more people tuning into the games more people watching the ads more people buying the jerseys right. and with, you, right. you can see the focus in the cities and stuff that they're targeting right they're going to mumbai mumbai is right. not really a basketball city uh, yeah uh, mm-hmm. so it is it is growing as a basketball city it's got city. some good leagues yeah, yeah, like the, yeah. mastan league has been around forever yeah mastan sabio cup i think mumbai has good yeah. organization with basketball yeah but but you would imagine so that so again yeah you know, there, there there are other places you'd go to perform but that's that's probably where i'm coming from but yeah it, it's primarily commercial primarily uh, trying to increase the the profile of the sport as such in terms of a viewer not more than not, right. not, not a player perspective for sure well my opinion on that is that if the nba and everyone else should feel the same way that if anyone is playing basketball in india everybody everybody wins so so if they are able to support not even support at least talk about a local league that they have nothing yeah. to do with what it would do is that if there's a professional league people will play professional basketball and then therefore they'll find out about the nba and therefore the audiences for both will grow synchronously right and in that regards you know having a guy like a satnam going out there and doing i mean hopefully doing well and, and you know using the platform he has that's only going to be good for india whether he ever comes back and plays here or whether he sets up base to do that that to me right now is not the issue the issue is that you have an indian connecting with the audience you know it may be a, it may be a small audience mm-hmm. but if indians see one of their own out there on a global stage be it the minors or be it the, you know the d league or whatever it is that's going to help that's mm-hmm. what you need to get guys coming saying you know i want to do that here's a guy from back up beyond in punjab who's gone there you know for 5 years maybe 10 years so it's it's important like i said jo dikhta hai wo bikta hai you know so mm-hmm. if you want something to do well you need to have icons you need to have a face do you, for the sport do you think india can actually um, i mean not can it will eventually happen but yeah uh, we, we are seriously lagging behind i'm i'm going back to the pro league topic again because sure, that is sure. that is what i feel is what could be a a, a mini revolutionary moment if right. we have a professional basketball league in india right but the problem is like so far no no one's going to pay anything to go and watch a basketball game in india 
like mm-hmm. it just never happened sad then. but it's sad but it's true yes. it's true and uh, and on and on tv you know the the domestic games uh like the the Fed, basketball federation of india has to pay the uh, dd sports mm-hmm. to to show mm-hmm. those yep. games yep yep so like until there's money coming in as you said there's never going to be a, any growth in the sport so do you, do you feel it's possible for 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 a league to to prosper it would be india? it would be possible again if the economics of it are strong you know you look at isl you look at pkl you still have guys like abhishek bachchan john abraham mm-hmm. salman khan uh, rithik roshan ranbir kapoor these are the guys putting in their money right mm-hmm. um or at least their face their faces you know i mean yeah. people people do people do come to watch them mm-hmm. at a match mm-hmm. and it's not just them they come with their families they come with their entourage they come with their hangers on they come with their so, you know, wives you your wives and, and <laughs> everything you know what i mean so you that also is a huge attraction i went to a couple of pkl matches last year um the matches weren't were anything um anything spectacular but to watch the audience you know to trying to get a peep of whoever's there you know um so if a few celebs back a league like that that would obviously spike interest from the sponsors um do we have celebs who follow basketball the only one i know of um is abhishek bachchan and that's because i've heard him drop drop names on air and on social media you know um, abhishek bachchan is indian basketball savior he played in the nba all star celebrity game there you go <laughs> yeah there you go but again it's 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 not just about one abhishek bachchan you need a few mm-hmm. big guys who are able to say you know hey you know i see potential i'm going to put in you know this much and then you hope that the heroes and the imgs and whoever else all the big corporates they they tag on is there talent in india of course there is um but how do you get a league formulator it's it's a very hard hard question um you would need a few big faces um would you follow the ipl model would you follow the isl model would you get has beens who are coming in um to play i don't know if if, if that's necessarily the way um you look at a lot of the foreign players here in the isl um they're obviously past their prime but they're still good enough to to do better than the young indians which well, again is sad crowd whether or not they do well they or do. not they do i mean yeah. if you have if you have a match you know down in cochin you're going to get 35000 40 people watching a match mm-hmm. um you're going to get it you're going to get it in, in salt lake in 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 calcutta you're not going to get it in delhi you're not going to get it in bombay you're not going to get it in in, in goa but um <coughs> excuse me um so anyways going back to the basketball league i really hope it happens but at right now it i don't see it on the horizon anytime soon no Maybe. well i also feel it's a it's a pity that a lot of like our our top players are are not i mean people know satnam now that now that he's been drafted kind right. of right but but like the guy we were talking about earlier today is a guy named amjot singh who's uh, yeah. who's and, the best yeah, player yeah. in india yep. i was and i was kind of i think he's one of the seven or eight best players in asia on his performance in the most recent tournament awesome and if he a basketball was cricket he he would have probably been a household name by now right but exactly so so guys like him if they're getting their face on tv or on you know or their voice on radio they need they need a they need a platform you know mm-hmm. so how how does one get that platform that's the tricky thing because unfortunately so much of it is just based on on uh, economics Yeah, um, yeah. So, are the are the big wigs, are the corporates, are they are they aware of these guys? You know, they, they might actually be. I'm sure there are scouts looking around, you know, at all sports, because like you said, the EPL, uh, the IPL model has has worked so well across different, um, mm-hmm. across football, kabaddi, tennis. <coughs> um, so it's just, but it's it's just hard because until you have guys who are who are being picked, and are doing well, um, it's it's hard to see it happening. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, in your experience with cricket and cricketers as such in India, do you know of hmm. anyone who might have an affinity towards basketball? Uh, honestly speaking, I do not know of anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, in the ten odd years that I've been in this in this profession, um, the access to players has just really thinned down now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's even hard to to even ask them about things outside of cricket. um but i honestly do not know of anybody who is who's actively um watches watches basketball no yeah i think i think the closest we might come to is is in fact amjot singh because uh, I, i believe he oh he used to play cricket yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is well, yeah 
Well, you know, uh, the closest we we could get is uh, I remember seeing this old photo of Darren Williams, who now plays for the Mavericks. Yeah, with with Suresh Rana and Pragyan Oja, and it was really random. I, what? Like, I don't know how. Like yeah, yeah. Like like Google this. Apparently it was okay. In, I'll do that. Apparently it was in England. Like um, the uh, I think the Utah Jazz must have been there for something. And okay. The Indian cricket team must have. So that photo is the immortal. <laughs> last I'll check that out after we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen Sachin once in a Chicago Bulls hat. Google so, that too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think there's a so picture there. of I think there's a picture of Sachin and Yao Ming together as well. That's uh, there is. Uh, I think that was at the Laureus Awards last. Yeah, year. I saw yes, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We are we are like clutching at straws here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, so, I mean, it's yeah, it's hard to say what what um, what the future of a league like that is. Well. Um, well, Jimmy, speaking of Sachin and Yao Ming, hmm. so Sachin is probably, you know, the if what Yao Ming is to Chinese basketball, Sachin is to Indian cricket. Like, you know, basically oh, yeah. became the guy. So yeah, let, yeah. let's think of some more basketball comparisons. Like now, if you had, <laughs> had to make man-to-man, yeah. who would be the, the one NBA player that comes to your mind when you think Sachin Tendulkar? Um, just for the longevity and the success, I, I'd still say Jordan, you know, because yeah. no matter where you are, under what under what rock or under what waterfall, where you you hear basketball mm-hmm. in, as an Indian, and somehow just that Jordan pops up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, yeah, I would just say, I'd say Jordan. Okay, and let me converse it around then. So right now, the the most popular star, or one of the most popular stars now, is LeBron James. So yeah, yeah. Who who is the LeBron of cricket? You're talking about a guy who outrageous talent at a young at a young age, uh, came up through through the school system. Didn't didn't go to university, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. Straight from uh, high school. Left his hometown on pretty unsavory terms. <laughs> went away, won a few rings, and then came back. You have thought um, about this, haven't you? <laughs> LeBron James. I'm think. Uh, LeBron James. You may you may find one of these IPL kind of guys, you know, who sort of uh, shifted base. Um, at one time, you know, you at one time you could you could, you could have called Yuvraj Singh the LeBron James, especially after he won the Player of the Tournament at, at the, the 2011 World Cup. Mm-hmm. World Cup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was hot property since mm-hmm. you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he had his off-field stuff as well. So you know, um, <laughs> so uh, maybe. So any other maybe Yuvraj and yeah. any other uh, NBA players that 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 you that, that that like I mean that you know well of. That you, that you can I would I would um, I would say Steve Nash for me would be like a Dravid or a VBS Luxman. Huh, that's Dra- nice. Um, that, that, Dravid, just, I, I just can see that. Dravid has know, to be Tim just Duncan, right? Not, not Tim Duncan as well. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan's Tim a good Dravid. That's a good idea. Tim, no, Tim Duncan actually for me might be an Anil Kumble. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's not not the most talented, you know, not the most talented guy, but he stuck away for it for 19, 20 years, you know. Um, understated, a lot of fire inside that. I know certain, I know few few players who say that in, in the dressing room you did not want to piss off Anil Kumble. Um, <laughs> wow. I don't know the same about Tim Duncan, but I would I would put Tim Duncan with Anil Kumble, and I'd put Steve Nash with maybe a VBS Lakshman or or a Raul Dravid, you know. So, so, so you know, since we're talking about this, this reminds me of an article I wrote for NBA India, um, mm. like during the Cricket World Cup. Yeah. Ba- basically, I kind of imagined, um, imagined like a NBA eleven, like like yeah. who would be the so like my opening batsmen were like I, I just opened the link now because I remembered about it. I had like Steph Curry, and, <laughs> Steph Curry and James Harden as the opening batsmen because you know like the yeah. the, the right hand left hand combo. They can up both there, get numbers there, really yep, quick. Yep, yep, Kevin Durant yep. came first down because, like, he's just the most dominant scorer. I want him in the crease uh, the longest. Uh, uh. Um, <laughs> I had I, I had Lamarcus Aldridge and Dwayne Wade as four and five as like the you know the Lakshman and Dravid situation. <laughs> like, they, <laughs> and then my my pinch hitters slash all rounders were LeBron and Russell Westbrook. That they just yeah. gonna okay. come in and just destroy. Okay, my uh, my my spinner. That's a pretty hard team to beat. Hmm. My my spinners were Chris Paul and Marc Gasol. Like, okay, I, I know Mark is big, but then so is um, who's an Indian big spinner? Uh, Ashwin. Ashwin is a big yeah. unit. Yeah, yeah. And my and my tail enders were Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard. So, so you okay. know, the defensive beast. I think that's a good team. <laughs> I know, I know about seven of those names you took. So it sounds it sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, can't yeah. can't go wrong with that. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, so Jamie, one last question before we end ah. this podcast. Ah. Um, 
do you do you really yeah. think basketball has a future in india and if if this um if it is so how well, i mean the fact that we're even here talking about basketball you know it's it's a good sign that it's it's not anywhere near being extinct you know um and you have players the teams do well it's just unfortunately so much of it is is how much of it can capture the public awareness and unfortunately the indian indian fans memory is pretty fickle um they they tend to forget what the hockey team does or what the cricket team does um i i really i really hope a league like based on the lines of the ipl or the isl happens for basketball because that is a huge facelift um as long as it's it's being played in the schools and it's and and the leagues which are already in existence attract their loyal fans i think it's good um i don't think it's a case about you know where it's going to go it's more a case about what wh- wh- what are you doing now and uh, can you just keep can you keep doing that um you, you guys are obviously the experts um and i really like the fact that there are there are guys like you who blog about it you know so in that sense getting the role that you guys have in in in, sp- in spreading the name about you know players and leagues and and you know achievements being being from the media indian sports media i know how bad it is towards towards basketball um so if we had more guys like you in the media that i believe would would play a, a small role in you know in the awareness being spread um but up to the rest of it it's just about how good the guys are what support they get how good are the boards how good are the associations i know we spoke a few months ago current when that whole uh when the politics happen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um still happening and, it's present exactly. tense and it's going to happen you know yeah. it's going to happen you see it in so many sports a team shows up on the first day of you know let's call it spring training for lack of a better word and there are three teams coming from one state you know all under one one guy's name or two guys name so as long as that kind of nonsense is happening it's it's always going to be a be a hindrance to to whatever sport it is um but i really hope that basketball and other and other sports which which fall under the shadow of of cricket um do get the right platform um cuz you obviously want to have more things to cheer about and yeah yeah that's fantastic jamie i mean i'm i, I hope your, your optimism leads to actual results and there's more uh, there's more support in in not just the mainstream media but the fans as well for other sports in india yeah no i'm serious i mean you guys just you guys just keep doing you know what you do um cuz i'm sure and that's in some small way it's making a difference to both the players and those who follow basketball so for sure it's for awesome. sure it's awesome all right thanks a lot jimmy all right thanks, guys thanks for joining us it was thank awesome thank you very much it's been a pleasure so i want to thank jimmy alter for for taking part of this podcast i mean this was really really informative for me uh, I, i was you know i i know i just bought him on as a homework pick as someone i know and a friend but he's he knows what he's talking about and he's one of the most connected media guys in in india's biggest sport and rich, richest sport by far so um it's nice to kind of know what to aim for even though we're never going to get there you know you have to shoot for the stars mm-hmm. and um and cricket is the stars for every other sport right now in india absolutely and to, if not anything else um hope that and fans this is the only place you listen to a white guy named jamie alter say jo dikhta hai wo bikhta hai <laughs> Trust me J- Jimmy Alter knows Hindi better than 80% of Indians Hindi speaking Indians so Allah, like do not let the the shade of his skin throw you off Yeah I'm just I'm just making a really crap joke <laughs> yeah. Well I really hope to have him back one day to talk about um uh basketball in Bollywood too because he's his other speciality is is Bollywood he's a huge fan and a, and an expert and i know all three instances when basketball has happened in bollywood <laughs> so people talk about we'll talk about it all yes you you hear one of them in the beginning of our episode and the kajol double dribble is is in the memory for eternity <laughs> and what's the other one uh the the third one's also involves ritik roshan in from the movie uh, koi mil gaya where he's got like a little et uh jadu like an et alien yep. called jadu who who gives his team powers and is it's it's ridiculously stupid but but you should just google that scene google uh jadu bas no uh koi mil gaya basketball yeah. scene how how can i not I, love rithik roshan and alien and basketball in one, one. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing 
Rithik Roshan is part of a team called Pandavs since you know there's five guys in a team which is perfect very creative which is awesome very yeah. creative <laughs> i actually feel that that would, that would be a really good um, when indian pro league team name something pandavs like pune pandavs or something there oh, i just right. gave you guys a name that's brilliant it's you, it's, it's, you, it's alliteration and it's got five people that's amazing we we have to come up with this hall of fame of team names and like like this is one blue whales and <laughs> I just found out well, that there's a there's a ice hockey team in the in the US called the Wheat Kings. That has to be some sort of Haryana joke in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> I still think in in, in all of these uh, situations, the Filipino teams will always win. Yes. As we as we said back, they have they have the coolest names and and the most swag. So yeah, hashtag Jolly B. Okay, brilliant stuff, Karan. That is awesome to be back on Hoop Session, and uh, we're eighteen episodes through. That's pretty amazing, right? That that is fantastic, and um, let let's hope to keep these rolling on a quicker pace. Since if if, we, if both you and I get uh, get more free moments to record these again, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I I would imagine by the time we come back next, there'll be a whole lot of NBA talk because the season is upon us. This season is almost upon us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So cool. Thanks, Karan. Thanks again, as always, for joining me, and thanks to all of our listeners for consistently tuning in, for subscribing to us, for leaving those iTunes reviews. Um, you haven't done that, but I'd like it. I'd like it if you do. <laughs> yes, yes. Please leave your reviews. Please send your bouquets and brickbats and any questions you guys have. Send it to either our Hoop Darshan Twitter page or Koshik or me, and you know we'll. Um, I think a long time ago we did an episode where we basically answered questions for half an hour, and I would love to do that again if we get enough questions. If people still aren't bored with it, send us your questions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can reach us at uh, at Hoop Darshan on Twitter. Uh, we're also available on the same name on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud. So we're all over the place. You just have to Google us. We're all over the place, like cricket in India. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So until next time, then hashtag India Basketball.